Hello and welcome to Haunted Hometowns, your weekly true crime paranormal podcast. My name is Blake Lambert Hack, and this season I will be covering deaths and hauntings in the great city of Savannah, Georgia, with a different special guest every week. Today I am joined by a film director based out of Atlanta, my cousin Brent Lambert Safino. How's it going? It's good. We're sitting in my mom and dad's closet right now <laughs> recording this podcast. You know, I've recorded in many odd locations, and this just adds to the list, so it's a good situation. <laughs> that makes situation. sense for a, ghost, for a ghost podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. It has to be at night. It has to be in some weird spot that you're not necessarily the most comfortable in. Uh-huh. Brent, how would you describe a ghost? Okay. A ghost is a a remnant... Oh, my goodness. So, I... my. I feel like I have a lot of yoga pants uh, people in my life, so I'm gonna I'm gonna channel them. Uh, a ghost is leftover energy from an emotion or a person who just, for some reason, is just caught in a space and can't leave. Okay, so that's that's gonna be my answer for a ghost. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's funny because every time I ask people that, they never know what to say, and that's. I mean, generally, we don't know what it is. It's all kind of guessing at this point. But Mm -hmm. it's always fun to hear people's answers to that. But they generally uh, sit along what you just said. Uh It's generally in that realm. (laughs) But uh, do you believe in ghosts? I am very... I want to believe in ghosts. I want to see a ghost. I don't believe in them until until I've had one where I'm just like, that was definitely a ghost or I'm insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... um, I haven't had a ghost experience, so I'm very I'm agnostic about ghosts. I've heard some very convincing people tell me ghost stories, right? But I, I just I need to see one. I need to have an experience. That's fair. Definitely, the seeing is believing, mm-hmm. and not necessarily like an apparition, but like anything that can't be explained, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, the thing I don't want is for something, uh, an inanimate object, to move invisibly in front of me. Yes. That would. <laughs> I would lose my shit if that happened, but if it was a, um, but a, yeah, an apparition, a light or an orb, I'm good with. Okay. That would be great. <laughs> a voice I'm, would weird me out, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I always say like taking that next, uh, that step from hearing something to seeing something is such a huge leap. Like uh, items being moved around or seeing an apparition or something like that. Yeah, it is such that huge next step versus just like hearing footsteps or something like that yeah i think you hear stuff all the time yeah that's wrong <laughs> you know you just don't trust your ears totally but yeah. your eyes you only get a cup you only get a, a, a little bit of stuff that's wrong in your eyes right if your eyes work right and usually you don't get a lot of pushback on what you see right so if you see something that is definitely <laughs> not supposed to be there exactly yeah yeah i would believe it so you live in the atlanta area and you've been to Savannah, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. Um, do you know much about the history of Savannah or ghost stories in Savannah? 
Um, probably I know more about Savannah and its ghosts than the average American, but not more than the average Georgian. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. My brother lived in Savannah. Your cousin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, lived in Savannah for like three years and we had gone down to Savannah a good bit. So we definitely did some ghost tours cause our family yes. likes their ghost tours <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I've got that like tourist appreciation of Savannah Ghost, but I don't have a deep. Right, right, right. But I think that's fair to say. I mean, for most people, because Savannah is one of the most haunted cities in the United States. I used air quotes there. Um, so I feel like a lot of people, especially if you watch ghost hunting shows or podcasts or anything like that, they they talk about Savannah all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's just one of those places that. If you're going to do this kind of thing, you have to stop in Savannah. You have to stop in New Orleans. Yeah. They're like the two musts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, and, and for people that are not, uh, haven't been to Georgia, once you get south of Atlanta, you just feel a different energy down there. <laughs> it's Southern Gothic. Uh, right. You don't really get it in North Georgia. And I didn't appreciate it because we lived north of Atlanta for most of when I was in the high school, but I went to college south of Atlanta. That's once, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once you get down there in the middle of the in the middle of the state, and and to Savannah, it's just you can you can feel like there's a sense of uh, blood has been spilt on this clay, <laughs> you know. And I, I love it. It's creepy as all hell, though. Yeah. It, it it'll make you believe in ghosts. Um, well, with like such an old history that Savannah in the South has, especially with war and disease and. Yep. Et cetera. Yeah. There's just a lot of dead people down there. Yeah. There just are. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention there's just like, that's where the cotton fields show up. So you're constantly reminded of how this place used to function. Yes. And still sometimes functions in, if you're in the wrong, you know, Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. It's bad. It, it, yeah. You can just feel the sense of history, the yeah. weightiness of it. And Savannah, there's a lot of weightiness to, you can just feel how, how South you are. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, tonight we're going to be talking about the Willink House. And I believe that's how you pronounce it. W-I-L-L-I-N-K, Willink, Willink House. Well, the house is named after the original owner, Henry F. Willink, who was a very successful owner of a shipyard. One night in the late 1860s, Henry asked his wife if she would like to accompany him down to the shipyards. Their house, that originally sat at the corner of Price and Perry, wasn't very far from the shipyard. So when they arrived, they spent some of the time on the ship. But just before they were ready to leave for the night, Henry's wife stepped backwards and tripped. She tumbled over the ship's railing, crashing into the river below. Damn. It's rough, yeah. Mm -hmm. Henry took immediate action to save her, but there was no use because she didn't know how to swim. And with the current dragging her away and her clothing too heavy to keep her afloat, she drowned. Can I interject with Mrs. Willink was married to a man who worked in a shipyard. You got to learn how to swim. Yes. That's a, I would be, that would be kind of in my like prenup. A hundred percent. Well, it's even like our grandfather was a diver. What? <laughs> There's no way that as someone who's in the pool all the time, you wouldn't teach your children or your wife how to swim. Yeah. Henry became distraught after his wife passed away and spent most of his nights pacing his house before returning to the shipyards to drown himself in work. 
Oh, okay. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see what they did there. A little bit about Henry F. Willink for some background about the, his house, because, you know, we're saying it's haunted, so I guess we should have a little backstory about the house. But he was born in 1825 to a successful shipbuilder who immigrated from Germany. He did so well in the United States that by 75 years old, he amassed $59,000, which, do you have a guess for inflation money? What yeah, <laughs> so what, is this 18 what? Uh, 1825, 75 is past that, so almost 1900. So about 1900, uh, $59,000, oh boy, I'm going to say that's like uh, 750 grand. Not a bad guess. Okay. It's a 1.7 million. Oh, okay. So add a million. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, but Damn. because it's the South and he had money, as we all know, he also enslaved 23 people. Mm-hmm. After graduating from an academy, Henry worked at his father's shipyard before moving to New York to learn more about business and so on. When he returned to Savannah in 1851, he began his own shipbuilding company until the Civil War intervened. Yeah. Damn, how inconvenient for I him. No. Yeah. And it only gets better for him from some of a bitch. Yeah, we're, we, we're not meant to like him, so... Right. That's uh, why he's a ghost. It's upsetting that uh, he just gets more money, and yeah. It, it'll, you'll get, we'll get there. Yeah, but his wife's not going to make it. She's still alive at this point, yeah. but unfortunately, no, she does yeah, not make it because she doesn't know how to walk or she didn't That's realize. That's right. She can't walk or swim. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's rough. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you could guess, but Henry began working for the Confederate Navy when Civil War started. When the war began, the Navy didn't have any ships that even came close to the Union Navy. So Henry's first ironclad was the CSS Georgia. And I said this in the last episode, but I like need better names for things. Like calling the first <laughs> ship you make Georgia just uh-huh. is not creative enough for me. Yeah. In the last episode, I, there's a hurricane Georgia. And I'm just like, okay, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's in Georgia. Yeah, that's right. Georgia didn't, just, just for a little history lesson, Georgia didn't get much better at it. They just eventually were like, yeah, peaches is everything. And then Fair. eventually it was like, well, okay, Martin Luther, and Atlanta was like, well, MLK is everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, we, we, now we call it MLK, so it's okay. It sounds modern. And right, right, right. Yeah, it's like, mm, yeah, yeah, it's still. They're not that creative. <laughs> I mean, I love MLK being all over the place, but we also got a lot of other great people we could be right. in the streets after. Exactly. Like, Chicago just named the main from 290 right into the city. They just renamed it from Congress, which is boring, to mm-hmm. IDB Wells. So it's kind of fun. In That's that so aspect. much better. Yes. We could take this. I don't mean this in a, this is going to get me canceled. But the, the we could take two-thirds of the MLK things yes. that we haven't already turned into. I, oh, um, I'll cut this out. I forget his name. But, uh, <laughs> no, but the uh, we could turn... Two-thirds of the things we have named MLK, we've got two members of Outcast. we could be throwing oh, those names on. Oh, you know absolutely. I mean? We've got Al- and that's three, because we got Outcast. we could do Big Boy, we could do Andre 3000. Yes. There are a million Atlanta musicians that's that need right. streets named after them. That's right. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. Well, 
maybe it's boring because the ship was paid for by the Ladies Gunboat Association. I don't like it. Nope. <laughs> I don't like one of those words in those three words. Well, well if... I like ladies. But that's I, it. That's about it. I stopped there. <laughs> Guns and boats, I'm out. Yeah, no, you don't like these ladies. No, not these ladies. No. Um, mm. For the listeners and for you who don't know who the ladies of the Gunboat Association are... Um, well, here, the ironclads, if you don't know what ironclads were, were steamboats, uh, powered, or they were steam powered. They were wooden ships that were covered in iron or steel armor plates for war. And the first ironclad was made by the French in 1859 and they called it glory. Glory. Okay. In French. So having it the first one, that's kind of, that's okay. Yeah. They could have been like Georgia and named it the France. (laughs) So they've they I guess they have a little more experience shipbuilding than the United States does at this time, but still. I think they just have a better sense of poetry. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. that's given. I uh-huh. <laughs> and the first battle between ironclads is during the Civil War at the Battle of Hampton Roads off the coast of Virginia. Now, the Lady Gunboat Association was started by two women from Macon, Georgia. I just had lunch in Macon Mm -hmm. today, and I can very much see that as being uh, people from that area doing that. Oh, let me tell you, I (laughs) dated my college girlfriend. Her parents were like old Macon. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And her her mother was a daughter of the Confederacy. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. That they didn't. They didn't like. There were a lot of reasons I think they're happy we didn't end up together. <laughs> yes. And uh and yeah, yeah, there's I love making. It's awesome when you explore it, but oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. The history is Oh there. boy, yeah, does yeah, it, yeah. you can find some south. <laughs> some old south in Macon. Yeah, if you're ever looking for uh what Georgia the the true underlying current of Georgia. Check oh yeah. Out Macon. <laughs> Macon's great. Food's great. The politics are mixed yes. uh, at best. Uh huh. Fair. <laughs> they raised, these two women from Macon raised $115,000 to build an ironclad to protect Georgia's coast for the Civil War. And I just want to tell people who don't know their geography Macon is not near the ocean. <laughs> no. So that's commitment. It's like a good uh, three hour drive today from the ocean. Right. Yeah. Back then it would have taken. <laughs> Yeah. Who knows? God knows how long. Yeah. <laughs> that they were that worried about Savannah's safety during the Civil They could have like burned down railroads with that money and it would have been like next, you know, down the street. That probably would have been more helpful, especially because the downside for them was that there was a shortage of iron and steel. Again, it's the Civil War, so they were probably using it to for make weapons and stuff like that. Um so they used railroad tracks as armor on the ship. Which doesn't seem like it's going to protect a wooden ship. It's, no. It has slats in it, and it's not... No. I, all I'm hearing right now is they don't have iron. Yeah. Or what, what, steel, you yeah, said? Yeah, yeah, They don't have iron. They don't have steel. They also don't have a large body of water to test their theories no. out. But they're like, we need to get into shipbuilding right now. Oh, it's just going to get better. Okay. The other issue with the ship... Was that the engine on the ship wasn't strong enough to navigate Savannah's riptides. So the ship ended up anchored to shore, becoming a battery ram protecting Savannah and the Fort Jackson. 
So it didn't even function as a ship. It was a wall. Pretty much, okay. yeah. And they would, like, if if a ship ever came by, they would just, like, sail it into the other ship. Oh. If it could catch up. Like. Damn. That's a piece of crap ship. Yes. That's a terrible <laughs> ship. Wow. The ship never fired a shot. And instead, it was abandoned by Sherman, or it was abandoned when Sherman took control of the city. See how Sherman, like, burned cities as he made his way to the coast? He left Savannah alone because he thought it was so beautiful. And then, but when his, like, army arrived, all the Savannah and, you know, uh, the army and everything were like, well, we can't let them get our ironclad, you know? We have to keep our weapons and ships out of their hands. They burned it to the ground. Even though it didn't function. Yeah. So like we're gonna sure, we're gonna burn it before Sherman does. And then right. Sherman comes in, he's like, actually I don't want to burn this city. Cause I like I like this weird yeah. coastal southern city. I just really need to see the ocean. Yeah, I don't ugh. Henry's other ironclad so Henry made two, and his other one was called CSS Savannah. Damn Henry. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. If his name was Henri, it would have been way better. Just yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, this one was more successful and it defended Savannah's river instead of the coastline. Um, but that also, they burned to the ground when Sherman showed up. So again, <laughs> so what's, what's Henry good at yet? Um, definitely not safety. Uh-huh. Um, cause people are falling off the sides of his ships. Right. Um, he didn't create any boats for the war. So I don't know why they hired him. Right. Um, that's what I'm. That's what I'm wondering. I don't know. Old Henry seems like he's doing pretty good for someone who's not good at anything. <laughs> I bet his dad was really mad when he gave his. I don't. I don't know if he gave him his shipbuilding business or if he made his own. But like, mm. his dad was also. He he built ships, so I'm sure he'd be pretty mad. Probably if he successful was. ships. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so once the Union Army took control of Savannah, they charged Henry with aiding the enemy. Mm-hmm. He was honest and agreed he was like yeah i did aid the enemy i did build these ships for them and the union was impressed with his bluntness and let him go and continue his shipbuilding business what if his bluntness was just yeah i did but also my ships are shitty so like (laughs) i didn't really aid anybody i probably helped you and they were like we won't tell anybody you said that (laughs) but that's we agree i i have to imagine that's exactly what went down yeah they're like we're going to arrest you for this and you're going to be in prison. He's like, wait, wait, wait. I actually did this for you. Like yeah. I purposely did not build good ships. Did you look at my ships? They don't have guard whales. <laughs> exactly. Like people fall off them all the time. They can't even make it past a wave, like That's a small not, wave. Yeah. <laughs> like, No. Yeah. I, it's, this is like pure money, power and whiteness uh-huh. at works, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately. So he like got out of anything. You Great. Know? Yeah. yeah. After the war, Henry continued to manage the largest shipyard in Savannah, organized the Southern Wrecking Company, and built a marine railway on Hutchinson Island, which uh, it sat in the Savannah River. Uh, He eventually became the manager of the Dry Dock Company and an alderman of Savannah. So he was like a big deal in Savannah. Everyone loved him. It sounds, geez, yeah. yeah. Sounds like it. And also, Southern Wrecking Company sounds like a place you buy like trousers for work. We should start that. Uh-huh. That's, that would be a good name for a trousers. Yeah, up here, up here, boys would would 
shop at the Southern Wrecking Company. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the house Henry owned for 10 years was built when he returned to Savannah after living in New York. Some say the house was built in 1845, but Henry re- didn't return home until 1851. So most people think it he built it around then. Uh, either way, he lived in the house till right before the Civil War. And he sold the house to an educator. She would quickly turn her home into a secret school for enslaved children. Oh, damn, dude. Which at the time was illegal. Good for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like her. She, oh, yeah, she's amazing. She is not a ghost right now. She's no. happy. <laughs> Wherever she is, she's good. Her energy is fluid. We're turning, uh, yeah, a racist uh, millionaire's house into a useful space for society. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. We should do that with most rich people's houses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's kick them out. Yeah, Turn yeah, them yeah. into just schools for people who get screwed over most by yes. <laughs> racist rich people. In 1817, Savannah passed a law forbidding the education of black children by black or white teachers. The punishment for white teachers, if they were caught, was a $500 fine, which today would be $13,000. Yeah. For Damn. education. Yeah. And for black teachers, it was a $100 fine, but they would also get 32 lashes in the public square. Oy. Yeah. By 1860, there were approximately seven illegal schools in operation in Savannah alone. And I couldn't find the exact teacher who taught in the Willink house. Uh But some of the teachers at the time were... Mathilda Taylor, Julian Fromatin, James Porter, Mary Woodhouse, Jane DeVoe, and James Sims. Heroes. Love Heroes. Yeah. Yes. Where, where are their movies? That's yeah. what I want to see. Mm-hmm. These schools were generally open secrets. So everyone knew they were kind of happening, but they were like, this is a good thing that's happening, so we'll keep it hush-hush. But... Uh-huh. Um, but the students had to take precautions, obviously, uh, in case the authorities intervened. Mm-hmm. There were hiding places in the school, so if they got, if the authorities got uh, word that there's a school inside, they had like specific hiding spots in the school. So if they showed up, the teacher would be like, "I just live here." The teacher would walk into the classroom and be like, "Oh, how'd these kids do in arithmetic in my classroom? <laughs> yeah. Oh, or my room? Oh, oh, damn, my house." <laughs> My house. They, why are these kids doing arithmetic? I'm like, oh, get out of here, you hooligans. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, students hid their books at the bottom of their baskets on their way to and from school, usually wrapped in newspaper and under common goods. They took different routes to and from school so no one caught them. Or like, hey, this kid's headed into this house every day yeah, for a year what's this line of children doing walking down the street with <laughs> yeah baskets <laughs> what's this line of kids holding onto a rope as we take a field trip to, uh, yeah, yeah yeah and like so on and so forth but we don't know too much more because these schools were secretive uh so many of the documentation about them was never written down mm-hmm. most of the history that survived was by word of mouth in the Willink house, it was said the teacher used sweets for the children to learn math. If the child got the problem correct, they would be rewarded with the sweets. Mm. 
When her school was discovered, she was given two options. Because she was white, pretty much. She mm-hmm. could pay the fine, the $500, and be imprisoned. Or she could leave Savannah forever, which she reluctantly chose to do. Dang. Yeah. Though I kind of picture her, you know, she's kicked out of Savannah for it, but I can't imagine she stopped doing it. Yeah. She, she probably just found another town and was like, hey, kids. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I yeah. got sweets. Dude, I'm really good at this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm about to teach you some math. Also, if every town operated like, oh, you can pay a fine and go to jail or you can right. leave forever, then it'd just be like, all right, I guess I'm time to go back to go yeah. out to, you know, <laughs> to the next one. I, I guess it's, they had to have known that, like, what she was doing wasn't horrible. Or it could have just been the time they just said, you know what, whatever, just, like, go. Yeah. I, I'm trying to, like, put a sweet spin to it, but it just there just isn't. Like, yeah. they're mad because enslaved people are being taught. Yeah, that's not. Mm-hmm. There's no good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing teaching all, all these kids learning to read is going to. We're going to have slavery forever, so you can't do that. That's what they were thinking. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find who owned the house after the teacher was forced out of Savannah, but the neighborhood around the small town, or around the small house, was being developed as the downtown area. So eventually, commercial buildings and townhouses were taking over the area, so the Historic Society stepped in to save the house. Mm. In the 1960s, the house was moved to 426 East St. Julian Street, which is only about, I believe, like 10 blocks north from where the original location was. Oh, okay. Yeah, the house and the nearby Warren Square were renovated. Mm -hmm. And today the house is owned privately, so unfortunately you can't like take a tour of it. But the family that lives in the house has claimed that the house is haunted. Okay. Yeah. But before we get into the hauntings, we're going to take a quick break. If you're on a shit, make sure you know how to swim and don't stand too close to the railing. Also, just pay teachers more. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just a general rule to learn from anything. Yeah, stop kicking them out. Yes. (laughs) And we'll be right back. We are back and ready to discuss some ghosts. I'm ready. (laughs) As I said before, the house is privately owned, so we can't tour like many of the other haunted houses and buildings in Savannah. But the family has said they've heard strange noises they can only chalk up to being ghosts. Mm, Tell me more. (laughs) Well, the most common events are the noises of Henry pacing the house late at night as he did after his wife died, uh, followed by doors slamming shut. At least the sound of doors slamming shut. I don't know if if you can visibly see a door opening shut. You just hear it. Right. Um, And hearing doors slam has also been heard by neighbors and passerbys without seeing anyone coming or going. All right. I mean, it is a downtown area, so I'm just Mm going to 
Well, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm warming up. I'm warming up. These noises started when the house was at its original location, mm-hmm. and then you can also hear them at their new location as well. Gotcha. Owners of the house have also noticed food moved around the kitchen to other rooms of the house. That I don't like. That would mess me up. <laughs> I don't like it. I just picked the onion and I set it on the kitchen table, but now it's in Timmy's room or whatever. Yeah, if yeah. there's like an onion on my bed and yeah. I'm the only one home, I don't like it. <laughs> it's just me. I'm pulling a long pr- prank. Yeah. Every, I know You're when you go to work. quietly <laughs> around. Yeah, rearranging. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the sweets or food will be found arranged in a neatly order. So I think the idea is if the kids from the school were there, they're the ghost kids. And they're uh, doing what they did in school. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Some have also claimed to see apparitions of the school children in the house. Okay. Um, And the children, and I don't know how they know this, and I don't know if it's just because it's small town type thing, but children that went to the DeVoe school taught by Catherine DeVoe. Mm. However, her school's location has been disputed, so we don't really know exactly where she held her classes oh. so it could be in the will and cows but we just don't know mm-hmm. um so those are the most common hauntings in and around the house okay would you buy a house that's haunted if you knew up front hey we're leaving because this house is haunted see i mean i know it's maybe not a wise financial decision right. but if if I thought, like when I dated that girl, her parents lived in a in a house that they, every like everyone in the family claimed to see a ghost right. in this house, and they all described like similar ghosts, mm. and I was so excited. I was like, "This is my ticket. I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna, I'm gonna. They're gonna. They put me on the couch when I was there, and if I could see a ghost, you know, that would be dope. Yeah. And I never did, but. If I knew this house was gonna give me ghost interactions, maybe I would do it. I mean, you only you're gonna die anyway, you know. That's just, true. I want to. I want to. If there's ghosts, I want to see one. And they don't seem threatening ghosts or like no, angry kids ghosts. are great ghosts. Yeah. Though laughter, like giggling of kids, is terrifying to me, mm-hmm. especially when you don't have a kid. Yeah. But uh, now I can see what you're saying, especially if you can like knock off a few bucks from the price too. Oh, it's haunted. Well, it's just kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Though, yeah. so I, I, if the idea is that they're hearing Henry storm around the house angry because his wife died and he can't, like, sleep yeah. or whatever. Yeah, there's all these black kid ghosts storming around and he's racist <laughs> as shit. He's that's why like, he's mad. That's why he's mad. He's like, why am I not the only ghost in my house? Exactly. Yeah. Who did I sell this to? Who took this over? Yeah, that's right, Henry. It's America now. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, that's kind of like his personal hell. We like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm into good for him. <laughs> Henry's pacing around because he's just like, damn, I'm stuck here. Right. <laughs> um, do you have any of your own ghost experiences? I know you haven't. I know you've said you haven't like seen anything, but has, has there been any like paranormal things you can't explain or weird? Yeah, I've just got one. Okay, and it's when I was going on when I was when I was. Dating this girl uh, whose family was in Macon, they showed me a Polaroid that was like just hard to just hard to argue with. Yeah. Because their house was old South as all hell. There's a part of Macon that's cobblestone street still, and the houses still look the same. They're like they're legally obligated to look as much right, right, the right. same as possible. 
Um, and they kept, so they apparently took a picture and it was like definitely one of those disposable camera pictures. It was like, uh, their dad, um, trying on a jacket he'd gotten as a present and it just this light leak that's on the film looks so much and it, it is it's about it felt like the right proportions right of just it looked like a long southern gown white gown uh and and it's all white and then right at the wrist where the wrist would would, would it would like connect um there's just like the light leak turns into skin color that looks like a finger reaching right at the jacket that is like new and it's right at her dad's back and uh i can't unsee right that picture <laughs> i was like i i won't that's the closest thing to ghost being real that i've ever seen but yeah. it was convincing especially in like you said a disposable camera sense or like a polaroid or something that you can't digitally modify yeah yeah that becomes next level uh creepy and then do you know like how old the house is or who owned it i know it's been a while but they they told me when i went it it's like it goes back to like at least 1900 but i think older than that like i think it's civil war-y gotcha uh, Yeah. yeah they that um yeah, that, 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 I've seen, like, film light leaks. Like, my mother has a lot of photos that she's like, this is a ghost because it's a light leak <laughs> yeah, on yeah. the film. And it'll be like, it's a it's a light leak that kind of has the shape of maybe a head and some shoulders, but it doesn't look like a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This looked like if there was, like, energy that was, that, yeah, had, yeah. that, that registered as color. And the camera caught it. Yeah. It was like, yeah, that's what that might look like. And I'm assuming because you've, because you're film director and stuff and worked a lot with it, you've seen a lot of light leaks. On film? Right. Yeah, at least enough to be like. Right. I don't know. Maybe someone who's seen more would be like, yeah, that's common. Yeah. You yeah. know, the old southern hand <laughs> reaching at stuff. Light leak. You <laughs> that's know? common. Common thing. Yeah. I've, you down here. I've never seen it again, though. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I pulled out. A couple ghost stories from our grandmother mm-hmm. today, so I'm going to read her uh, her experiences. Oh, very excited! Um, the first one, she said, "My mother, when she was growing up, lived in a haunted house in Kentucky. My grandmother would get the wash down, fold it, and when she came back later, the laundry would be strewn all over the room." Oh, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a poltergeist, I think. Yeah, that's... I don't know if that's right, but... <laughs> I'm going to go with it. Yeah, playful yeah. ghosty. Yeah. yeah. Playful or just mad or a oh. kid. Or a kid. Yeah, true. Kids love to mess up laundry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean I'd mean, i be mad if I had to fold laundry twice. It's never fun the first time. Yeah. But... <laughs> I. It kind of reminds me of the Stephen... Uh, when Stephen King visited that hotel and he was saying that he put his luggage in the room and then left. And when he came back, all the clothes were in the drawers and stuff like that. Like a maid had put them away, Uh even though no one had been in his room. Oh, okay. Type of deal. It's like the opposite of that. It is the opposite of that. That's a cool ghost. (laughs) Yeah. The ghost is like, sorry, you didn't have time to unpack. Exactly. She also said, one night your grandfather and I were staying in a hotel and had fallen asleep. Ooh, I've heard this one. 
I suddenly woke up to a man standing in front of the bed wearing a plaid jacket. I screamed, sat up, and the man disappeared. Oh. Yeah. That's got a little night terror vibes, though. Yeah. Like sleep paralysis. Sleep yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've never experienced sleep paralysis, but that would terrify I think that would terrify me more than anything else ghost-related. Yeah, I've had it. I've, I've never had it where... I watch that documentary where people who have it, like, all the time yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, And I've never had it where I saw a thing... But I've definitely had it a few times where I've woken up and I'm convinced that something is like in my peripheral, right. like right coming at, you know, like yeah. coming at me and, and, and closing in, you know, and I can't move. And yeah. that is just like, that is just hell. <laughs> that is the worst <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. Give my ghost. biggest fear is not being able to move mm-hmm. no matter what the sen- what the situation is, but not being able to move my body is like terrifying to me. So yeah, that would... Whether I saw something or not, that would freak me out. Though I feel like it's common for a lot of people who had sleep paralysis that, like, they see something. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a man in a plaid jacket standing in front of you or a shadow or you think. Or yeah, you, you just, like, you're, like, you're just, like, I know there's a, this yeah. thing in, <laughs> yeah. in, my, in my room. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, that's, a, I, I feel like, especially when you live alone, it's a very, you know when someone else is there. Yes. <laughs> Or yeah. something's out of place or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, something something being awry in your room when you wake up is one of those things that like will scare the hell out of me. If yeah. that's in a book, I'm just like, damn <laughs> it, I shouldn't have read this chapter at night. Yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> the one that gets me every time is anytime you're in a bathroom and you go to like brush your teeth or whatever case may be and looking in the mirror uh-huh. and if you see something behind you, that would I'd lose it if that ever happened to me. Yeah. Or if there's like a um, like a robe is in a weird spot hanging on a door or whatever, and it's just like yeah, all you catch is just like dark human form, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. in some spot. You're, yeah. Now we're just doing horror movie right. uh, yeah. tropes, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just babadooked this. Yeah. Um, and her last one, she said, we were taking a tour of Falling Waters, the Frank Lloyd Wright house, and while we were walking through the bedroom, I was feeling strange. I told your grandfather we had to leave because I couldn't take the feeling. And then they found out that uh, Wright's wife died in the house. And I believe oh. she died of suicide. Oh, okay. So she didn't see anything or anything, but she felt like she was not welcome there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So like you were saying earlier, our family has a lot of stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Cameron hasn't felt, my brother hasn't felt anything or seen anything either. So, but he's in the same situation. He's like, I'd love to see something or yeah. feel something, but it hasn't happened for him either. Mm-hmm. But, uh, have you, yeah, I'm sure you've shared on the podcast I have. before, but yeah. yeah, 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 I'll tell you after. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've experienced a couple things in very old, old buildings in Chicago. Oh, okay. That makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's always, of course, it's always in an old building, and it's always when you're alone. It's rarely there's someone else there that's oh, like... Oh, right. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Happens every so often, but it's usually when you're alone, of course. Mm-hmm. But Ghosts just be waiting for <laughs> for people that are like, oh, man, split up. Yeah. Split up. <laughs> well, thank you for being here and doing this for me and with me. Mm-hmm. Happy to be here. You can follow Haunted Hometowns on Twitter and Instagram for pictures, guest information, and news related to the podcast. 
Please subscribe, rate, and share the podcast to hear more ghostly true crime stories. And don't forget to email me your ghost stories at hauntedhometownspodcast at gmail.com. Could be anything from all your Halloween candy missing to finding a witch's totem hidden under your house. And Brent, where can they find Watch What You've Been Doing? Um, I'm just going to say you can follow me on Instagram, the, <laughs> okay. only, the only social media I'm really active on. Uh, uh, Brent LZ Films is the Instagram, and that's where you'll find out any other stuff I want to upcoming events and such yeah 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 or yeah if you want to follow the etowah film festival i run that um that's etowah the uh, e-t-o-w-a-h uh film festival and dot com it's social media there's only one so yeah, yeah. yeah you'll find it just google it and it'll all come yeah. up <laughs> google me yeah also with my last name it's not hard yeah. right yeah i yeah it's easy to find us on social media or anything yes Well, thanks again, and don't forget to tune in next week because everyone loves a ghost story. This week's information comes from Wikipedia, Ghost City Tours, Haunted Savannah by James Caskey, Georgia Historical Society, and Savannah Terrors. You can follow the artist, Ty Ayer, at for boys like me that's f-o-r boys like me and the artist pepe munoz on instagram at p.e.p.e.munoz m-u-n-o-z